Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I want to talk about this research that's out um, from the Sunday Times and they found a third of young people here in the Republic of Ireland say they think it's socially acceptable to say up the ra. Half of those surveyed admit that they don't fully understand the history of the Troubles. It's hardly surprising. And um, they also found as well that a third of young people in Ireland think there was no alternative to violence. And they also went on to find in the research, these are many, many findings in it. One in four of the ceasefire generation don't know or have an opinion on whether or not they support the very agreement, the Good Friday Agreement that brought about peace uh, during the period, during the time in which they grew up, which was the element of the survey that I found most fascinating. But did your parents ever talk to you about the Troubles? Is it ever discussed in the house or do young people even care at all about it? If you want to get in touch with us today, I'd love to hear um, the views of people on this on the programme. Pat is with us and Claire. Pat, you are the father of a uh, teenage son. Um, Do you ever talk talk to him about the Troubles? We talk about history a lot. We talk about he's fast, he's actually fascinated by history. It's not just Irish history, but European history, and even going back into it. He loves studying Chinese and Japanese history as well. Now he's he, he, but we talked about, and he talks about what what I understand and what he understands it. Like he says, I have an understanding of World War One, World War Two, because of what I've read. His understanding is coming from the internet. Because history is not taught anymore in schools, it's just basically it's it's a sanitized version of history. So the only place they're going to get the information is from the internet. Now, why have a few books here that he has read, which uh, gives an alternative view to what he's reading on the internet? Because the internet is whoever, as you know, it's uh, pushed. A certain agenda can be pushed by a certain click of a button. Okay. So and that, and that's what kids are reading. It's their what's ever what, what what they click. So so and that's what they get. So he what age is he? Like he would have studied history to, in school. No, he's thirteen. He's in second year. He's in second year in school. Okay, so yeah. so he he, he has, studies history in in school as part of the the curriculum, yeah. and then but separately he has an interest in it. Does a bit of yeah. reading himself at home and would he yeah. be curious like would you would he chat to you much about it Pat or would he questions yeah, or yeah because uh, like one or two of his friends would be would, would take pro IRA stance due to their parents uh, viewpoints okay and he uh, he asked them why and they couldn't actually answer him it's just because that's what my daddy said that's what my mammy said and he says well did you try reading up on it and when they ask the teacher, the teacher says, that's not part of the curriculum. We don't study the troubles. It's not part of Irish history. The Irish history they teach goes back to the formation of the state and back to, as far as that, and maybe up as far as 1948, 1950. It doesn't. They do not teach what happened in, in the troubles. It just doesn't happen. Unless you have a teacher who would have an interest or a, a Republican stance, you're not going to hear about what happened? Like, don't forget, it, it did start with the the peace marches. That's where the trouble started. When the peace marches didn't work, there was, as they could see it. They must be. They must learn about that. They don't. They don't. And I've I went through his his history homework. Okay. Like they're, they're doing they're doing maybe one to two hours of history a week, and it still goes back to World War One, World War Two. Okay. It's going back. Well, it's going it's back to the Prussian War. 
they're still the same as they're teaching. Okay. It's, just, it's irrelevant. So, so, but it's just that your son has an interest, and and he'll, you know, he he does a bit uh, extra reading himself at home, and then yeah, he'll he'll he, he chats chats to you about it. And but so, would many of his friends like? Is is he? You know, is is that interest common? Do you think among other people of his age? No, because you know, my son is doing his his CBA, his classroom based assessment. He's actually he's, he's doing it on the troubles. That's what he's actually doing it on, and he was asked by his one of his teachers not. To do it in the troubles. Not to do it in the troubles. No, because okay. it, would, it, would spark, it would spark too much controversy within the classroom. I have to say, I'm, I'm so, yeah. I mean, look, it's obviously a long time now since uh, you know I, I was in, in school. But I know we certainly yeah. learned about it, but maybe it's, it's changed then since 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 my time. Um, Pat, stay with us. Ben is with us as well. Look, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. I want to chat to people today. Parents, um, maybe like Pat. I mean, do you talk to your kids uh, about the troubles, or do they ever ask? Like, if young people are listening to us here this afternoon, do you are you, are you interested, or do you care at all what happened in um, in in Northern? Ireland. Ben is on the line. Um, ben, what do you think is the, what's the perspective fr- um, of young people, do you think, towards the Troubles? I'm I'm on the edge of being a young person. I'm 25, so okay. I'm still within that category. Um, my undergraduate degree is in history, so okay. I would have specialised in areas that obviously you have a certain amount of leeway in comparison to educational curriculum, what you can choose to study. Um, now, there is there is the troubles are dealt with in, in, in elements of the Leaving Cert curriculum. It's kind of, um, it's a choice that's up to the class teacher at that point. I know the junior cert is a bit more limited. Um, but in terms of the Leaving Cert, it is addressed. In terms of addressing it with parents, I know personally I couldn't address it with my parents. I don't know many of my friends that could address it with their parents because it'd be a very limited worldview. Um, I think we also have to remember that it's a very emotive, it's a very visceral time, and also that it's quite subjective. If you wish to argue in favour of one thing and you strongly believe in it, you will find a way to argue in favour of something. Um, so if your parents or your family members or friends or relatives, they have a certain perspective, they often will express that to you. And obviously as children, we're, quite, we're essentially sponges. We, we retain a lot of information and we retain a certain viewpoint. So, for example, you know, I said to, I said to Ross, for example, when he was calling me, um, he, uh, I said... You know, a lot of families, oh, my whole family is Fianna Fáil, so I will be Fianna Fáil. But do you understand their policies, their principles, everything about them? Do you put in lots and lots of research into why you believe in those things that they decide to do? Oh, well, no, but mum and dad did it, and my uncle yeah. did it, and my so-and-so was in Mom this party. Mum and dad and a certain way or whatever. Yeah, which, yeah. I think, which I think you can't blame anyone for because, you know, your parents are, you know, they're your guardians. They're the people mm. who take care of you. You have faith in their in their, in their their knowledge and their opinion and everything. Um a lot of, you know, it's like every aspect of history. Doing independent research is very, very difficult to kind of really pull out and say, oh, I have a great interest in this. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read and I'm going to do thorough research. And we have to remember history can be quite revisionist. And again, as I said, it's very subjective. And historical debates happen all the time. You know, if you look at facts-based, you will say, oh, history is just telling the story of what literally happened. It's not. History is very much entrenched in historical okay. debate. There's different opinions, there's different perspectives from every side. I think we need to remember that. And I do believe, just if I could say, about the chants specifically, I believe those chants are very in the moment, they're very alcohol-influenced, they're very, you know, group mentality, you know, following the crowd, being involved, having fun. I know it's, I'm not, 
excusing anything if people mm. have an this opinion. This is the up the ra chance you're acceptable. talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe people do just get involved and they do get lost in them. And I also believe they're harking back to an old IRA time in regards to the debate around independence, the Civil War, the issues with the treaties. I don't believe they're harking to the troubles in more recent times, for example, the 70s or the 80s, mm. or what okay. happened, for example, Brighton bombing, things like that. All I don't right. think they're thinking okay. of those moments. I'm so, not saying they shouldn't yeah. be. No, 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 I take, I take, I take, I take your point as well. I, I'm, I've got Mark as well on the line with us, Ben. Mark McManamum, who's an author uh, and also a history teacher as well. Mark, just I want to go back to a point Pat made. Do, do, um, school, do teenagers, 12, 13, 14, do they learn nothing about the troubles in school? Uh, there are aspects that we look into. We look at, uh, there's, um, the troubles is, uh, is part of the course, but I suppose it does depend on the teacher as well on what, you know, on, uh, there's scope there for the perspective that they're going to look at it in. You know, what I think has been lost in the debate is that uh, we, we really need to underscore the violence, you know, on both sides. We're looking at human loss of life on both sides. And um, very often I think we can get lost in this thing where, um, and I've really felt this the last number of years. I'm teaching quite a number of years. There's, when we look at the revolutionary period in this uh, in this country, uh, well, in the in the republic, you know, we look at uh, you know 1916, the decade of uh, commemorations, as we call it. It's almost portrayed as if it's kind of good guys versus the bad guys. Do you know what I mean? And that in uh, what happened in the north then is is a totally different matter. They're both instances where violence were used for political objectives, okay? Whether your viewpoint is whether you agree with that or disagree with that, that's different, but there is a loss of life there that has to be acknowledged on both sides. I often wonder sometimes what do people think, um, you know, Collins and De Valera did, did they kind of take the British aside and strongly have a word with them? You know, that's not the case okay. with violence used so, there as well. Well, the point I'm trying to make, Andrea, though, is like, the way that the North is looked at is looked as a continuation of this, you know, and, and, and that's problematic because when you do not account for the loss of life and the injuries and um, the hurt that was caused, then that's problematic. Uh, there's a film that was made a couple of years ago called Lost Lives that goes into the detail of the atrocities that were committed on both sides. That should be compulsory viewing in every classroom in Ireland. It was produced by a, a production company in Belfast called Double Band Films and it was based on the uh, the book the famous book. I lived in Germany for a while. Every child there visits a, ch- a concentration camp. Every child should be made watch that film okay. so that they can see so the human loss of life. Are you surprised then to, by this uh, Sunday Times research half admit they don't fully understand the history of the Troubles? Is that surprising? No, not, no, no not at all. I had a cursory look there at the textbook before I, I joined your call there. There's one sentence in each of the two major textbooks that says that paramilitaries attack civilians during the Troubles. One sentence in each of the two major textbooks. Now again, there's scope there you know, not every teacher uses a textbook. They use it. We're, we're using sources and things like that to go into greater detail. But uh, it can get lost, and largely too, based on the perspective of, of who's teaching you as okay. well. It can get lost, and there's a lack. Now, there is great depth at Leaving Cert, I will admit that. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we're, we're looking at that at the minute, it's on the course. But there's a lack of understanding of, of the perspective of somebody from a unionist background, as is there probably is in that in that part but, of the country but, as well, but, of the southern perspective. Yeah, but just to be clear, Mark, you, you can go through first, second and third year 
um, in in secondary school where where you you know if you're you're doing your your you're going to your history class whatever I think Pat mentioned is it maybe two or three hours often a week um, where you haven't picked it as a selected subject for the leaving cert but you can go through that and, and you might never really learn anything about the troubles in Northern Ireland at a junior cert level if you to choose that as a subject you will go through it all right but to look at the depth okay of it to look at the loss of life to look at the injuries to look at just the human cruelty of it on both sides I'm not taking any sides I'm looking at it at an objective point of view of someone you know as we all are who abhors violence on either side uh, of the political divide I think there's an absence of that there you know and there's dangerous slipping into this narrative of of it's the goodies versus the baddies you know uh, Fergal Keane has written a lot about this as have other authors um, about this uh, in his fantastic book Wounds you know where we have eulogised this revolutionary period. You know, it's blow by blow, bullet by bullet. Every day there's an article. Uh, in the absence of every other part of, uh, of history, I think, on the course, uh, and that has bled into how we view the Troubles. You know, um, the parliamentary tradition, if you look at it in Ireland, people like the, the, the heroes of Irish history are people like Parnell, O'Connell and John Hume, who have okay. achieved far more okay. through parliamentary means, so you know, and, do, and, and there's an absence of that. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting to, to get the views from um, some of the texters now getting in touch with us about this. Deborah's got in contact. She says, I'm in my early 30s and I must admit I know very, very little about the Troubles. I know they happened. Uh, but the names, the dates, the details, they totally escape me. It's embarrassing to admit and I hate when I accidentally end up in a conversation about it. I totally dread it. Alex is on the line in Kilkenny. Alex, um, what do you think about, you know, teaching or talking to children about the Troubles? Yeah, I suppose my, my experience uh, would go back to being in school in the 90s and um, these things were happening. They were real. You know, I suppose we would come in in the morning and there might have been something had happened uh you know, in the north or somewhere else, and uh, suddenly, you know, a teacher you might have history class or whatever, and a teacher might deflect, and you might spend the whole class talking about that. And I remember one of our teachers was actually an ex-prison officer from Port Leash, and uh, you could you could go through weeks of never actually doing anything on the curriculum, but you got a huge insight into, uh, you know, I suppose the reality of of this thing and. The textbook was very sort of remote from the the reality of what was happening on on the news, but another other people in a different class were taught by someone else, and that person's politics were clear to see. That person was openly a Republican. They were learning a completely different history to what and we were learning. Were the students in your class, Alex, engaged in hearing this, like the stories? I suppose the real stories, rather yeah. than sitting looking through chapter five and six. Yeah, exactly. Look, it was. I suppose. There was a degree to which the thing was current. It, I suppose it's turned into a kind of a myth of a legend in a way, uh, which is worrying. And I suppose there's people, I'm in my 40s, there's people who, who, who remember these things when they, they were young, but they remember the, 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 the weekly problems and the, the reports and atrocities and things. Those things to, I think, young people today, they're like looking at pictures of people in the trenches in World War One. Or guys in, okay. in, in you so know marching into Berlin. It's that remote. Yeah, to you see, it, it's it's interesting. And and I was just making the point earlier. Like, I mean, when I think back to my own um, background or experience, like I grew up in in Donegal, like seven kilometers from the border with Fermanagh. So you were probably. I now realise we were more acutely aware as children. Um, of what was going on and having engagement with the news on a daily basis because it did, even though we were so removed from it, it did actually affect 
our daily lives. And it's funny, Alex, I was only telling the story this, this morning, you know, to, to, to the team here in the show, like particularly around this time of year as we head into the the last two and three weeks before Christmas, like I have very, very, very vivid memories of, you know, you might go, we always went to Enniskillen or to Derry for Christmas shopping. Mm. And I remember like, you know, you'd go to the Ironside shopping centre in Enniskillen or, you know, we typically go to the the foil side in Derry for shopping. And I remember that my mother or my grandmother or whoever I was there with, and this is in the probably early to mid 90s. So I was a young kid at the time. And when we go into the shopping centre, if I wanted to go, like if my mother was in one shop and I wanted to go to the shop in the shopping centre on the same floor but just you know two stores up or Mm. two shops up um, you'd have to tell her where you were going I'd have to say I'm going up to Claire's Accessories or just going to run over there to Argus and you had to do that for fear of a bomb scare that was yeah. that was the that was the rationale, like, and and you would just be told, um, you know, where are you going? If you're going to a different shop, you have to come back and tell us, so that if anything happened. And whenever we'd go to the foil side in Derry, I so distinctly re- remember there was always a meeting point, and the meeting point was always outside McDonald's in the foil side in Derry. And that's if something happened, if there was a bomb scare, that's where you ran to to meet to go yeah. to the car, and like that's like, so that's my like I just and I just thought that everybody, yeah. you know, had. This meeting point, and it was only when I went then to school in Sligo that I realised there was, there was never a meeting point in Sligo. There was never a McDonald's yeah, that yeah. you went to, you know. And and that, you know, it, it's I suppose it, it's so dependent to an extent, and I can see that today from textures on on probably where you grew up. Well, my mother tells a story that at the time of the Canary Wharf bomb, bombing, they were in London with with my sister, and telling my sister's memory of it is that my mother saying to her, "Don't speak." don't say anything just so that nobody would, you know, recognize that they were Irish. They were just over for a weekend or something. But like, um, this was the, this was the way we lived, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, the messages coming in now from people and a lot of th- those texts that are coming in from people who say they're in their late forties, early fifties, now with teenage kids going through the school curriculum, they haven't a clue. They don't know what we're talking about. And it seems that what happened in Northern Ireland, it could have been in any other part of Europe, haven't a notion, but what's going on seems to be the general consensus from the texts here today. Uh, Alex, thank you for getting in touch with us. Mark there as well. Ben, Pat. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.